0: Hey Matt, are you subscribed to the Weekend Primer podcast? No, what is that? It's the weekly podcast that you and I do every week on Wednesday mornings to let people know what's going on in the weekend in Door County. That sounds like a great idea for a podcast. Well, why don't you subscribe to it? All you have to do is grab your phone and pick out whatever podcast app you use, whether that's Apple Music, Pocket Cast, or Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts, and search for Door County or Door County Pulse Podcast and click subscribe. Wow, that's so easy. I could do it. Then every week you're going to get two episodes of the Door County Pulse podcast delivered straight to your inbox. And then all you have to do is click on it and listen. I'm going to go do that right now. Cool. Sounds like a great idea, Matt. I'll see you in the podcast this week, Andrew. January go. It's almost gone. It's going to be February now and love will be in the air. Hey, how are you recording this podcast when you're in, you're supposed to be in Disney World right now. I am in Disney World right, right now. You're in Disney World right now. through the power of podcast magic, we were able to get this one done a week ahead of time. That's amazing. I know. So why don't we just jump into it? I'm Andrew Clyden. And I'm Matthew Marcon. And this is your weekend primer. On Friday at the Door Community Auditorium, you can see Paddle to the Sea, a new project that looks at our relationship to the bodies of water that connect our lives. Third Coast Percussion composed a new score to be performed live with the film. So this is a showing of a movie called Paddle to the Sea. Correct. And is the percussion piece going to be performed live there at DCA while the movie is running? Or is it going to be like just a separate thing? Because I've seen that done before. I've seen like movies or... A lot of times, it's done with like trailers for something that has like an orchestra underneath it uh-huh. doing the music for it. That's always really cool. So if that's the case here, that's neat. Yeah. When I was in New York, I saw a um, "The Empire Strikes Back" with a um, orchestra playing all John Williams' score for "Empire Strikes Back," which was incredible. Right. So it's so, watch, so cool. It was they were performing the music underneath the movie. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's it was cool. one of the coolest things I've ever seen. So hopefully this is, is something similar to that. But even if it's not, it's just another one of those really cool focus on the water type things that were really prevalent during 2018 and are going to continue to be so during 2019. We had Celebrate Water. Uh, the Door County Reeds is focusing very heavily on the Great Lakes this year as mm-hmm. well. And then you have a bunch of different projects like this as well. And uh, Door County Reeds does have an event coming up this weekend. So that's a little tease for you. Oh, we'll we're going to talk that about soon. that later. Yeah. On Saturday, Ellison Bay's Groundhog Day Parade. You can build a float, decorate your car, walk your dog, or just cheer from the sidelines. Groundhog Stew follows at Mink River Basin. I have I have many questions. Okay. All right. The first one being: Is this similar to like the Egg Harbor New Year's Parade, where anybody can show up and? and That's go? what it sounds like. Yeah. That was never a thing for me growing up. Like in my hometown, we never had, I mean, we had parades that would happen on like Pioneer Days, mm-hmm. but they weren't just like show up and do your thing kind of. They're just I, big parades. Right. I, I really enjoy that about Door County, that, that we have a lot of parades throughout the year and many of them are just show up and, and drive through the parade or walk or do whatever you want, promote your business or just dress up in a costume or, or, do, or do anything. Um, we filmed the Scotty Dog Parade about a year ago Mm -hmm. which was a lot of fun um there's just it seems like every other week there's a parade and and a lot of them are these kind of like bring your own float type parades yeah we made a joke last week on this very podcast saying that there can't be a door county event without a silent auction a bake sale and fireworks but i also think parades can be wrapped up into that because door county has parades for everything right my second question is groundhog stew Uh uh-huh I am nervous because I don't want to eat real groundhog oh, stew. Come on, it tastes great. They taste great. Isn't a groundhog a rodent? Sure. Do you eat rodent stew in anything else? Uh, Oliver Twist. Okay. Well, this is not Oliver Twist. Time. <laughs> I don't want to eat a rodent. I'm. I wouldn't be surprised if it was just like a fun name for beef stew or something. I'm pretty like sure that. that's what it is. I'm okay. pretty sure you can. That's what it is. Because if it's if it's not, I don't want to. Would you know though? If you're eating, if you're eating groundhog stew and there's actually a rodent in your stew, but you taste it and it's like, oh, this tastes pretty good, but you wouldn't even know. If I'm going to get something called groundhog stew and it doesn't say it's beef stew underneath it, I'm going to ask before I order. Ah, uh, come on. The weirdest meat I've ever eaten is kangaroo. And I ate that at- I don't like kangaroo. Have you had it? Yeah. Oh. I studied abroad in Australia. Oh, okay. So, come on. I, I got it at Health Kitchen in Minneapolis and it was one of their big menu items. And it, it was really gamey. Like it was really, it had a, well, I totally. wouldn't even, I wouldn't even trust non-Australian kangaroo. They got to import that. Yeah. And that's, no, that, that can't be fresh. They import the kangaroo. They put right. them on that the plane. That can't be, does, does he sea- fly first class? Yeah. They put the belt over him. Oh, nice. It's a really nice last kind of trip for him. Right. It's like his last meal kind of thing. Right. Right. I didn't, I don't like kangaroo. Yeah. It has a really interesting flavor profile. It's like all sorts of stuff. Also on Saturday is the Great Waffle Breakfast at the Bailey's Harbor Town Hall. Join the staff and volunteers of the Ridges for the Great Waffle Breakfast. Enjoy waffles of all shapes and sizes topped with Door County maple syrup, homemade cherry topping, and whipped cream. Are you a waffle guy, Matt? I was just going to say, I. what do you think the ranking of the breakfast like griddle goods, so like pancakes and waffles and French toast, what's your ranking? I would say at the very top, would be Swedish pancakes for me, mm. followed by waffles. Okay, followed by maybe French toast and then pancakes. Oh, just regular pancakes are all the way at the bottom. I don't dislike pancakes, but they're not my favorite because I, I like a salty breakfast. I'm not a fan of a sweet breakfast. Uh-huh. Um, I like Swedish pancakes because I like the the thinness. Yeah, I enjoy a lot. A lot of times, pancakes are fine. I just have so many of them. You know what I mean? Like, they'll they'll come out and it's like, here's a stack oh, of right. 10 pancakes, pancakes of and pancakes. I can't do yeah. that. Um, I'm the type of person who has to have, like, the butter and maple syrup on my pancakes, yep. and I don't like plain pancakes, but if you put, like, chocolate chips or bananas Ooh, in there, yeah. that's, I can I can get down with that. Yeah, I'm, see, I can't rank them. I love them all so much. I, I alternate between all of them all the time. Um, I, 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 like, I like pancakes. So I like IHOP pancakes, but I don't like how they fall apart so easily. IHOP pancakes with the maple I cannot, syrup. I could not tell you the last well, time I was at an IHOP. Neither can I, but I know that IHOP pancakes are great and I love them. Um, in college, there was free pancake day in IHOP and it's always the most... Uh, do you make your own waffles? Do you have a waffle maker? Or do no, you I don't. I, I never... I don't make my own waffles. The only time I make my own waffles is the, the nice continental breakfasts that they have sometimes at hotels. Um, I have a, I have a fondness for waffles because one of my friends growing up, I would sleep over at his house like every weekend and we would get up and we would have uh, ice cream sandwiches with waffles. You make two Ooh, waffles yeah, and then you yum. put ice cream between it and eat that. That's yum. And that was really good. And that's like my fond memory for waffles. I can't do Eggo waffles because I'll eat two. And I'll be like, that wasn't enough. And I'll eat two more. I'm still hungry. I will have two more. And then by the time I'm halfway done with the box and I say, well, I might as well just finish the box. So you, know, I thought you were going to say you have two and that's not enough. And then you have two more and you're like, darn, no. And Full. Oh, no. You just eat the whole box because they're like paper thin. I don't remember that. I remember them being small but thick. No. Uh, paper thin. All right. Yeah. Well, I guess in the grooves, they're probably thin. Probably not a whole lot. No, it's grooves. it's still just like a... a it's very thin. Very thin waffle. I was never really a, a, an ego person growing up. Let go my ego. My mom is is a pick and saver. Like she... And I don't mean that she shops at pick shops and Shops at pick and save? I mean that she like... She's a, a bargain hunter, buys oh. the off-brands, gets the cheapest stuff. So I never had like egos or anything growing that's up like that. Because I don't think there is an off-brand eggo. It's called Mego. Mega. Yeah, I don't Meggo so waffles. It's called Mega like Waffles. I, I so that's why they were bigger, is because they were mega waffles. Yeah. See, I didn't even have like Twinkies growing up. I oh, had uh, I didn't eat Twinkies Golden either. stuffs. Mm, whatever they were called. Yeah. Not we were more of a ho-ho family, not a Twinkie family. So the Great Waffle Breakfast, uh, first off. Couldn't have picked a better name. The Great Waffle Breakfast. You're right. It sounds like an event. Yeah. Like it sounds like, oh. It's the event of the winter, probably. People will always remember the Great Waffle Breakfast of 1945. (laughs) Three people died and a dog. (laughs) Poor dog. There's one part in here that particularly was interesting for me, which is enjoy waffles of all shapes and sizes. See, I thought it was just the standard square or round. Oh, no. No, see, and you'll know this because you're supposed to be in Disney World right now. There's Mickey shaped. They have Mickey shaped waffles with like Mickey's face and he's got his ears. I know that oh. you can do pancake art, but I've never heard of different oh, shaped waffles. Andrew, you've never lived, my friend. You need a special yeah, waffle maker. Yeah, you need to like a, yeah, you need a special griddle. Okay. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, Mickey waffles. Mickey waffles is like one A of of the breakfast griddle. Do you think that novelty waffle makers is Like a a booming industry? Do you think that there's a bunch? If I were to go on Amazon and type in novelty waffle irons, I would find a bunch. Yeah, look it up. Look it up. See what we got. So the top listings on Amazon, uh, there's a, there's one that splits your waffle into five heart-shaped waffles. Whoa. There's a teenage time for Valentine's Day. There's a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles waffle maker, which puts the logo and one of the turtles' faces on it. There's an Avengers waffle maker, but that just makes a normal waffle. It just looks like the Avengers on the outside. And there's one uh, that. Makes fun animal shapes. Oh, fun. So yeah, I guess. Cool, yeah. Not as many novelty. Okay, here it is. The Death Star waffle maker. Oh, that's cool. I actually have a Darth Vader, had a Darth Vader waffle maker that was given to me for my birthday. And I was like, I'm never going to use this. So then like the next year, the person who gave me that gift was at my house and saw it in the box and was like, oh, can I have that? And I was like, yeah, of course you can. <laughs> so I gave it back to him. What I think what I think is an interesting contraption is, you know, the toasters that will toast like a print or like a, a thing on the side of your bread, you know, like it'll, it'll be like an Avengers A. Sure. Right? You, but, but you know I'm what sure I'm talking about. Exist. Yeah. So what I'm wondering is like, is the rest of the bread not toasted? And so does it just burn that thing? And so you're pretty, pretty much ruining your toast. Yeah. Is what it's doing. For sure. Also on Saturday is the Miss Door County pageant at Southern Door Community Auditorium. Featuring women from the Door County area, a panel of judges will decide who will be crowned Miss Door County and Miss Door County Outstanding Teen. Town, like, Miss Blank pageants are a big deal. Yeah. And I've never had anything to do with them for obvious reasons. No? But... A lot of my friends in high school, like there's always that one friend that you had that was like a pageant girl who would like always be you'd go on her Instagram and it's like a hundred photos of her with that sash. And I guess it's a it's a huge thing for a lot of people. I really I don't have any sort of background to understand what it is like. Is it just a popularity contest or is it more than that? It, well, I mean, they'll never come out and say it's just a popularity contest. Anyway. Well, I mean, do they get money for school or something if I they think win? That, I believe they get scholarships, yes. Okay, then that, yeah, that makes more sense then. Were you a Miss Door County or a Miss Door County Outstanding Teen in high school, Matt? No, no, sadly I wasn't. Um, knew, I knew a couple people who did participate and one won, actually, so that was pretty cool. You knew I, Miss Door I County? I know a Miss Door County. These pageants held every year? Yeah, every year. I guess... I guess the most I know about Miss Door County is that I see her in the floats a lot. Yeah, Going she's, uh, she's the in the parades. Yep. That's why parades are so popular in Door County, because we have someone to host them and ride through them. Do you think that Miss Door County is more popular than a lot of other Miss pageants because of the amount of parades that we have in Door County? Well, I'm I'm thinking that these kind of pageants is very much like a Midwest Um, or Southern type of thing. I feel like that's where a lot of these pageants are very popular. And so I feel like any place that has a miss blank or miss teen blank will have a lot of parades. I think it's just part of the Midwestern and Southern culture. So another event that's actually happening on Saturday that kind of coincides with this in a way similar theme would be the Fashion Forward event at the Crest Pavilion, which is a fashion show with the theme of female empowerment featuring six area designers and stylists and 40 area models with heavy hors d'oeuvres and beverages from Trixie's and pop-up shops by the Lightbox and Pretty War Designs. I read that copy and... Knew what all those things were. Yeah. It might be a weekend primer first, but I know what all of those things are. Wow. Well, then lead on. Right. So Lightbox is a, it's a cool shop that opened up in Ephraim, uh, kind of by the soup shop in that area. mm mm-hmm. mm-hmm. um, the owner, uh, her name is Lucy. I think you know her. I right? do. I do know Lucy. Um, she's we've run into each other just from living up here for a while. But yeah, I know Lucy, and I'm very familiar with Lightbox. It's a cool place. Yeah, it's really cool. They have a bunch of cool, like artistic things in there, but they also do screen printing as well. Mm-hmm. So just, I think, kind of their main thrust that they're trying to get into is right. like doing screen printing. Right. When I went, they had a bunch of really cool Door County like sweaters and stuff. That weren't just like Door County tourist sweater that you right. think. They were actually really cool, kind of high fashion designs, um, and then pretty war designs. I think I bought a scarf from them the the first winter that I was up here. That's cool. What kind of scarf? Is it nice? Does it, is it? Is it very uh, warm? Does it was keep you really, warm? really long, which, oh, which drew me to it. Nice. And I don't know what happened to it, but it was super long and really cool. So What? <laughs> so you're telling me that you bought a scarf from this place and you really like it, but you lost it. Yes. I buy a scarf every winter and lose them by the following summer. How does that happen? I have no idea. I have no clue where they go, but I've bought probably 15 scarves in my life. Did you buy a new one this year? I did. I bought an alpaca scarf from the Door County Alpacas, the farmer's market. Do you still have it? I do. I left it in your car once. You did. I so I almost it. lost yeah. it. Yeah, you're welcome. Thank God for me. So, uh, fashion shows. I I particularly am a big fan of fashion. Um, in high school, I was one of the spotlight operators for a fashion oh, show. Okay, that we did. yeah. Um, it yeah. was my first time like doing any sort of like tech theater because I really didn't do any theater tech in high school. I got really into technical theater in college because it was part of my major. Right. But uh, me and my buddy, they needed somebody to run the spotlight. and so we were like, oh, we can do it. So I remember doing that. It's always been kind of cool. And the theme of this fashion show is great. Female empowerment. It's a great way to feature not only the models, but the stylists and the designers and all that kind of stuff. Sure. So if you're into that and you want to support local artists, this is a really cool way to do that. Yeah. I also also think it's cool that they are doing uh, that they are featuring local designers. So it's not anyone from out of town. Right. And food from Trixie's. That's the other thing. Mm, yeah, that's right. Have you been to Trixie's for food? No, I haven't been able to make it in. I I tried to go once or twice, but um, I've never, it's always been too busy or um, just haven't been able to find the right time to go. But i it's like on my list. It's like 1A of places to go to when it opens up. Right. Yeah. Trixie's, me and my wife went there last summer and it was great. I heard they do ramen there too. And oh. I, I we didn't get it last time we were there, but that's like on my list for this year. Oh, on Sunday, the Door County Reads kickoff celebration at Birch Creek will be featuring music, food, and a keynote by Ann Moser, Senior Special Librarian at the Wisconsin's Water Library at UW-Madison. So we talked about uh, Door County Reads on the podcast a while back. They actually premiered the two books for Door County Reads on the podcast, which was really cool. This was on the Pulse podcast, the Friday yes. podcast. Yep. Yes. Um so if you if you go back, there's a Door County Reads edition of the Pulse podcast. You can listen. If you don't know what the books are, I would suggest listening to that uh, because we give a really good rundown of the books, how you can get them, what they're about, all that kind of stuff, and a little bit of the history on Door County Reads as well. When this podcast goes up on the website. I will link, I will send a link to the other podcast that we did about Door County Reads. So if you are from if you aren't familiar with this and would like to read up on it. You, know, you can go there, get, see what I did there, right. read up on it because it's Door County Reads. Yep, that's there a good one. It was. Yeah, You haven't been putting puns into the copy. so no. you're desperate to try to get I, them yeah, into the I'm, podcast. I'm pent up now. So kind of like the, the Celebrate Water and the other stuff with water, Door County Reads is focusing on the Great Lakes this year as well. There's going to be a bunch of different events for them, uh, lots of speakers, lots of art installations, all sorts of really cool stuff, all centered around the Great Lakes, uh, specifically around... Dan Egan's book, uh, Life and Death on the Great Lakes, mm-hmm. which is all about the history of the Great Lakes and also the problems that the Great Lakes are facing and what we can do to right. Right, fix them. Right. Um, so this is going to be something like that. And Door County, being where it is, is, situated right on a Great Lakes. And so much of our industry has to do with Great Lakes, with the Great Lakes economy, with the maritime industry and stuff like that. Like no better time than the present to really, really pay attention to what's going on. Because I mean, this is our environment right it is it is very fitting i mean this is that's what door county is all about and it's we are actually doing a series about on the water and being on the great lakes and all the fun things that you can a video series i mean we are doing about being on the water and it's and it's just pretty cool All weekend long is the Fish Creek Winter Festival, wacky winter themed carnival games for all ages, ice sculptures, music, raffles, a chili cook-off, food, beverages, and a lot more. If you want to hear more about the Fish Creek Winter Festival, we did a special episode of the podcast last week on Friday uh, where we talked to a couple people about the Winter Festival, its history, and what goes on there. Uh, So, If you want to learn more about the Winter Festival, I'd suggest checking that out. Uh, Winterfest is a is a week a weekend long uh, cavalcade of all sorts of stuff. I mean, uh, they we we throw bikes, we do the cherry spit. It's just there's there's so many ridiculous activities that go on at the Fish Creek Winter Festival. It's unlike anything else that you can do in the winter. Yeah, it's a wacky thing that goes on in in Fish Creek. Um, I mean, some of the things that they have going on. There's just the all things chocolate is one of the things that I'm very excited for. It's just this big. Anything you can imagine being dipped in chocolate, I'm very excited about that. Um, and then the there's there's a bunch of other stuff that we went over in the podcast that uh, of all the events that are going on this weekend at Winterfest. So it's it's it'd be a great uh, thing to check out if you're interested in going. There are some specific side events that are going on during Winterfest as well that we wanted to point out. So on Saturday at Box is the Winter Wine and Cherry Festival. You can enjoy complimentary wine and farm market food tasting, paint your own wine glass, horse-drawn sleigh rides, warm apple cider, mold wines, outdoor cherry spit competition, and live music. So there was one part of that that specifically hit me in the chest like, oh, I haven't partaked yet this winter and I need to, which would be the warm apple cider. It's kind of a fall thing, but it's so good in the winter too. Like when you're not in the mood for hot chocolate, like warm apple cider is is good, especially with all the spices and everything. See, I like apple cider. I I enjoy a nice apple cider. But the thing you just mentioned was if you're not in the mood for hot chocolate, I'm never not in the mood for hot chocolate. Always in the mood for hot chocolate. yeah. Come on, baby. At the Peninsula School of Art is Winter Print, where you can create your own winter-themed t-shirt using a design of your own or a pre-prepared design. I'm assuming it says print, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so I'm gonna bring in a picture of my face, and I'm yeah, gonna print off it. a T-shirt with me on it, and I'm gonna give well, it to you to wear. It sucks because you're not gonna be here to do it. I'm so. gonna give. I'll have you so, go. Well, Will you go to the Peninsula School of Art and print a T-shirt with my face on it for you to wear? Yeah, sure. Awesome. Yeah. I I remember like in high school, I really wanted to order like ten T-shirts with my face on them and hand them out to all my friends just to see if they'd wear them. Oh yeah, I'd, yeah. Give me give me your face, and I'll put it on my shirt. At the Gibraltar Town Hall is all things chocolate mm. the Gibraltar Historical Association's annual fundraising event provides everything possible made from chocolate from truffles, hand dipped pretzels, toffee, and more. This sounds like where you're gonna be all weekend, mm, yeah, and I'm just gonna I'm just gonna set up shop and just be there all all weekend. You're a big fan of chocolate. I right? love chocolate i I always tell the story when we talk about chocolate, but have you ever had ninety percent cocoa dark chocolate? yeah it's. Disgusting. It's dis and and why I think it's so disgusting, it's because it's the chocolate that's most healthy for you, and right. anything that's healthy never tastes good, mm-hmm. and so that's why this ninety percent cocoa, it's it's healthy for you because it tastes bad. Right. I've had it before. Uh, I've done Whole Thirty a couple times, and I've yep. had it on Whole Thirty because you can have chocolate as long as it's made from like cocoa, it's right? Not anything else added to it. Yeah. And I was like, oh, this will be really great. It'll satisfy my sweet tooth, my craving for chocolate. It is not chocolate. No. It is like. It's the harshest, most yeah. like, because you know how like dark chocolate is kind of like crumbly, whereas milk chocolate is like gooey or melty when yep. you eat it. This is just crumbles. Yeah. Just it's gross. Yeah. Not a big fan. Um, <sighs> what you should try next time you go on a Whole30 is Cocoa Puffs. I heard that's a nice balanced breakfast for Yeah, I don't think that that's Whole30, Whole30 at all. Oh, I think, no, are you sure? Yeah, I'm pretty sure that there's no chocolate in Cocoa Puffs. I think it's all just, it's a ball of sugar no, with but black food poisoning. But with food poisoning? Yeah, with black food color on top of it. No, but it's it's cocoa. It's, I mean, they're cocoa puffs. So the, You know what? You're right. Yeah. And finally, on Sunday at Clark Park is the Fruit Loop Fun Run. <laughs> this scenic half-mile fun run through downtown Fish Creek will begin and end at the tent in Clark Park. And don't miss the post-race breakfast of Fruit Loops. I have never heard of a half-mile fun run. That's That's like what? That's from like on deck to Bayside? No, <laughs> a half mile is not that long. <laughs> That's long. That's not even ten steps. Yeah, yeah. That's no. about a half mile. No, 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 no. I, I. This is such a weird because like there's a lot. We do a lot of fun runs in Door County. That's another thing that yes. you could add to our list. Of our our for growing list County of event. Yeah. Um. I can tell you that this is the the Fruit Loop Run is something that we got into on the podcast because this is something that we are both very curious about and of how this came about. So if you listened to last week's Friday Pulse podcast, we will spare you going over it all again. But if you didn't listen to that, I suggest that you do if you want to learn more about Winterfest. Correct. It's a it's a big deal. It's one of the highlights of the winter up here, uh, and we spent some time talking about it. So I would definitely check that out. I, I agree. I think that that's going to just about do it for us this week. Matt, where am I going to find you this weekend? I mean, like I talked about, I'm just going to be tenting up outside right around all things chocolate and getting my chocolate on. Um, I would ask you where you're going to be, but I know exactly where you're going to be. You're going to be riding Big Thunder Mountain in Disney World, Yep. and I'm going to be extremely jealous because I'm going to be freezing my butt off and you're going to be eating some Mickey shaped pretzels and waffles and having a grand old time. And you're going to lie on your back and slide your head underneath a chocolate fondue fountain. Yeah. (laughs) So, I mean, we'll both be having great times. Yeah, exactly. Thank you for chatting with me this week, Matt, and I will see you again next week. Have a fun time at Disney World. looking for more things to do this weekend check out the events calendar at doorcountypulse.com or pick up this week's issue of the peninsula pulse available every friday throughout door county don't forget to subscribe to door county podcasts for your weekly pulse picks interviews and exclusive content from the peninsula pulse you can find us on doorcountypulse.com on itunes or wherever you get your podcasts thank you so much for listening we'll see you next week Drew to search the internet. Okay.